You're listening to the Quince podcast. I want to dance. Sachcha musalman dusre mazhabon ke teej tyoharon mein hissa nahi leta hai. Chaacho khoon to lal rani hota na. Ye ballet kya hota hai? Tee nahi bolte. Angel ki tarah hawa mein udne jaisa hai. Isko jisne kar liya maan lo Everest ki peak pe khada hai. Main jaunga peak pe. So hello and welcome back to another episode of Off Screen. Uh, we're in conversation with Suni Tharpurewala, who's a filmmaker. But I feel like I can't introduce you as just that because you're a writer, a photographer, many hats. Uh, yes. What would what would be the preferred uh, introduction? I guess I'm a jack of all trades, <laughs> master of none. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I am a photographer. I started as a photographer when in the screenwriting directed at the age of fifty for the first time. Right. So. in order of appearances photographer, photographer writer first. director so uh, i mean speaking of your new film which is on netflix ye ballet uh, it's about uh, two boys uh, from uh, from the slums who actually uh, end up becoming exceptional ballet dancers and this is actually based on the documentary that you made a few years ago which was uh, about these two boys uh, right so where did the idea for this story come about and Uh, why did you want to do this okay so it's not just the two boys for me it's always the story of the two boys and their teacher because right. without their teacher there would be no story and right. he's the one who spotted their talent in the most incongruous of places and nurtured it so the real teacher is yavta mayor and the actor who plays the teacher in the film is the marvelous julian sands yeah. how it came about is um, my son jahan was uh, working for anand gandhi's memesis lab that was that they were doing all kinds of interesting virtual reality stuff mm-hmm. and they asked uh, various directors if they'd like to make shorts for them and shubangi swarup uh, who is uh, now a best selling author latitudes of longing was mm-hmm. an editor at that time in memesis and so she spoke to me and she gave me a list of possible subjects and out of that list i saw the story of the two boys the two boys who were dancing ballet is completely fascinated because i learned ballet as a kid yes. there were no boys who were doing ballet and so i went to see them and i was completely enthralled and in love by as soon as i saw them i was completely floored and that's how it happened and then uh sit uh Roy Kapoor had read an article about them and i always used to tell the boys one day we'll make a feature but it was one of those one day things yeah, yeah. and then when sit came and said do you want to make this i said absolutely because yes. it's always something i've wanted to do and that's how it happened and you also went ahead and cast one of them in the film right yes uh, i was going to cast both but the younger one is at the royal ballet and you can't be at the royal ballet and, and we'll make film a film <laughs> because that's a very intense uh, program that mm-hmm. you have to be 100% focused on yeah. yeah but i mean you know as just as a dance form we don't know enough about ballet do no. you think we don't right no the teacher yoda says that ballet bypassed india <laughs> <laughs> why why so is it i have no idea maybe because we have such rooted traditional dance classic forms. dance yeah. forms but it's everywhere except india i mean it's in china japan southeast asia everywhere except india maybe now this film will change that true no because i i was just going to say there were so many things that i learned about the dance form right. or i or understood about yeah. 
the dance form. I'm, you've always admired something mm-hmm. like this, but I feel like this was sort of a closer look at the form. Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, you, uh, the, the whole class divide, the idea that some things are exclusionary, some uh, art forms are not accessible to many people came through in the film. And I want to ask you this, that art is supposed to sort of uh, bring people together, right? But do you think in the world, maybe in India, it's more divisive? Like, do you think it's difficult to sometimes access art? Because I feel like even with something like film, yeah. there are so many hurdles for someone to sort of just get there, right? Yeah. It's not an accessible uh, art form yeah. like many others. To watch or to take to, part to in? To take part in. Yeah, that is very difficult. And I've seen it, you know, uh, at close quarters. For example, uh, the boy who plays the brother mm. is Amudin. He's actually Amir's real brother. And that really is his story, where he's the one responsible for taking Amir to the dance class. Now, I think he's a fabulous actor. Uh, He's got a great voice. And even if I'm trying so hard to get him more work, but it's very, very tough. So, and I've tried before also with Salam Bombay Kids and stuff. It is very tough. Which you wrote with with Mira Nair. Not with, I wrote. You wrote, yeah. I mean, and Mira Nair directed the film. Uh, was there was there any particular thing that when you were making this film that you wanted to ensure that this is the one message that needs to go across, if any? Um, uh, there's no singular message I wanted to... I just wanted to celebrate them because their achievement was so amazing and I wanted to convey that sense of amazement right. at their achievement. I think maybe if I have to choose something, that would be it. Yeah. That would be the yeah. thing. And also the fact that talent can come from anywhere. Right. And it's not bound by what class you're born into. But it also needs a Yehuda to spot it. To spot you, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, moving ahead, I wanted yeah. to know that why has there been such a long gap between your last directorial debut, which was a direct directorial, sorry. Which was it was the, a debut. It was a debut as well, yes. Little Zizu. Uh, it's been 10, 11, 12, 12 years. Yeah. Uh, is it just difficult to make the kind of films that you believe in? You know, I was chasing a dream, <laughs> which was a very ambitious, very expensive, futuristic sci-fi script that I wrote several mm-hmm. drafts of. So I was chasing that. And it didn't happen, maybe all for the best. So that's why the 12-year gap. Is, is the atmosphere now more conducive, you think, to what you would like to make? Absolutely. To Absolutely. The... All these platforms, Netflix, everyone, they are a lifesaver for people like me who've always made, uh, for want of a better word, indie cinema right. without big stars and stuff. Hmm. And so that's a huge, huge game changer for someone like me. I feel like I've been reborn. It's liberating. Yeah. yeah. Very liberating and also I feel like I have, I'm so excited about, I have so many things I'd like to make but you know in the old days of theatrical they were like pipe dreams yeah. and now I can actually maybe make some of them. But is, have, I mean you've not made films with big stars like you said but have the actors changed in any way? I mean, if, I mean do you think that their uh, approach towards picking a film has changed or have you just not interacted with I have with no them? idea. No? I have no idea. But uh, in this film, we didn't even go after actors because there were no roles. I mean, for adult actors, there were small roles, which is, uh, you know, the families, the fathers, the mothers. And luckily, we have senior actors in those roles. And like Danish Hussain very sportingly agreed to do, you know, this, which is essentially a cameo. Yes. 
but in terms of big stars no there's there was no you needed people who knew the dance form and who could act yeah i could get an actor who could act and do ballet and you know yeah. also break dance <laughs> it's a very tall order <laughs> yeah but do you have this thing that you know uh, steven spielberg had said this that he was very annoyed when netflix films got nominated for the oscars because he's like but that's different from a theatrical film uh, are you of the belief that you would you i mean films are to be meant to be seen in the theater um you know i think it's a generational thing steven spielberg is old and so am i <laughs> <laughs> and so is martin scorsese not yeah, to compare myself yeah, with yeah. them but i really yeah, think it's a generational thing because i have uh two kids not kids anymore 22 and 24 and my daughter has from a very young age been perfectly happy sitting on her bed with headphones watching on a really tiny screen it doesn't bother her mm. and she goes to theater sometimes but it's not essential for her to watch movies in a theater mm. so it's it's a shift it's a shift that's happening have to move with the times but since my childhood and my growing up is all about big screen movies yeah. of course mm-hmm. i have a feeling for that but i think that what martin scorsese said when he also said that please don't watch it on the phone irishman yes. but yes. he also said the only reason he could make yes. irishman was because of netflix yeah so because and i think the only reason i could make this was because of netflix as well right. to get the kind of budget that this film needed without stars is a very tall order for theatrical it is so yeah you just move with the dance yeah move with yeah. the times and embrace what's good about this and what's good for me is 190 countries in one yeah, day same yeah. day yeah. friends from all over the world uh, you know i don't have to say oh maybe it'll come it's there yeah. you can have your own premiere at home that's true but is it is this different for you the experience of watching something like when you watch it on a smaller screen and watch it on the big screen You Even know, there is a certain thrill to big screen. I can't deny that. I'd be lying if mm. I said that, because we had a world premiere, and you know, we we've got excellent technical qualities in this film. So mm. we were fortunate enough to do a sound mix at Abbey Road Studios in London, and my DP is fantastic. We have 4K, and so. that technical stuff you see on a big screen and you hear it all surround and all is a lovely mm-hmm. experience but i must say i've also various cuts and various stages of the film seen it on my phone actually mm-hmm. and been quite happy with it <laughs> yeah the engagement doesn't really yeah. change as yeah. much yeah. yeah but even i'm a sucker for the big screen so yeah it's <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> it's an old habit <laughs> yeah it is, it is it is you know there's this really nice moment in the film where uh, the teacher identifies the talent of the boy by looking at his foot yes and you actually told me that you uh, you noticed this tell me a little bit about that that you saw this i didn't happening. see it it was told to me yes uh when i made the documentary that amir he says it in the film in the documentary i think that he was just sitting by the water cooler with his foot stretched and yoda noticed his foot and said come to my company class and he didn't understand english and he said kya bola like hmm. that but he didn't trip him like he does in the film <laughs> <laughs> yeah that you need to watch the film for yeah. that uh when what is your writing process like how do you write do you have like hours in the day that you do it is there like a routine how do you go about it when i'm writing i'm writing all the time it's hmm. um i'm writing all day and then i'm editing and revising and then going back to it i write till i finish the draft i'm doing 
So there's no question of certain hours of the day. It's oh, all the time. So there are no, there's no hacks or routine or anything. There are no particular things that you follow. Like I know people who can only write in the morning or can only write in the night. There's I nothing. used to write at night before I was married and had kids. <laughs> <laughs> that was my routine, you know, spending all night because I love, I love working at night. It's so quiet and mm. I, I love it. But now it's not possible. So it's a daytime routine. Yeah, though sometimes I do manage some nights. <laughs> You've also written films that have gone on to be directed by someone else. Yeah. See Meera Nair in the case of the namesake and Salam Bombay. Can you distance yourself from that and allow the director to make whatever it is that they have to of the material? Uh, well, I've been very lucky because Meera's been a friend before we started working together. And our process has been very organic and it's hard to separate the friendship from the work. Mm. And so I've always been involved beyond the point of writing the script with everything I've done with her. Uh, my other two instances have been with Jabbar Patel for Dr. Ambedkar, which was a 10-year process, and uh, Stella Gunnarsson for Such a Long Journey. Mm -hmm. Both times I was involved with the film. Um, so for me, I've had no complaints. I've had a very good run with directors directing what I've written. But do you feel like now that you've directed the stuff that you've written, would you be able to uh, still write something and let I don't want to. It? I have now my film clock is ticking. Yeah. I'm not a spring chicken. So I don't really want to write scripts for other people to direct. I want to write scripts that I want to direct. So, yeah. yeah. My time is <laughs> But what, what, is the, what are the kind of stories that you find yourself gravitated towards? Uh, oh, there's nothing in particular. Uh, well, I would, for want of a better word, say observational stories that things I've observed and um, it's for me it's always been a process of a combination of reality and imagination right from mm -hmm. the beginning with Salam Bombay, Mississippi Masala, always observed reality mixed with imagination. That's my yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a takeaway. Yeah. Are you... Uh, I, sometimes, does it bother you when you see the kind of content that is being produced around you? Uh, does it make you feel like, you know, there's your stuff that I'm making that I believe in, yeah. that is finding it, that I'm finding difficult to release, and then there's all this stuff that I may not... To tell you the truth, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is frustrating. It is frustrating. It is. It is. But now there's no point in, you know, focusing on the negative, and I'm just focusing on the positive and doing what I want to do and hope to be able to make it in the future. Thank you so much for speaking with us and hopefully more stuff from you in, the, in, the, in, the, in the coming years. Inshallah. Uh, not as much gap. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that's all for today. And if you like this podcast, do check out more on Apple, Google Podcasts, Yosavan, Spotify, or any other platform we're on right now. And please do subscribe to the platform of your choice to keep listening. If you guys have any feedback, you can reach out to me on at nandkumar underscore 27 on Instagram and Twitter or you can drop me a mail on nandkumar.ramohan at thequin.com. Have a great week and see you next time.